Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very special 550th episode of Locked On Canadians. And today's show, we are talking about the Montreal Canadiens coaching staff. Dominique Ducharme is out. Martin Saint-Louis is in. What does this mean for the team? And what's up next? Well, we will do our best to find out and tell you all inside today's show. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 550 of Locked On Canadians. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. We are free and available wherever you find your podcasts. And if you are watching this on video, you know that we are on YouTube as well. So please hit that subscribe button. Get us 500 subscribers. Laura eats something gross. Everybody wins on the internet. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla, and I am joined as always by the active stick, Laura Saba. Laura, today has been a day of days of days in a season of days, and they finally did the thing maybe a week late. But Dominique Ducharme is out as head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. And how are you feeling about all of this? I am surprised, partly because we never thought this would happen. A large part of it is because Jeff Gorton, in his first press conference as his VP of whatever, um, you know, the I, I'm calling him the coach for the GM position. Uh, he uh, he said that there would not be a coach firing this season. So you've got to look at that. And you've got to look at the fact that the Canadians are trying to get a first round pick. They are literally on the shame for shame train. How bad do things have to be in order for you to get fired? Now, this is something that fans have been calling for for a long time. And understandably so. Uh, we've seen a lot of people get really frustrated in our YouTube comments as well, they've been frustrated. Um, you know, uh, people that interact with us are very frustrated because the on-ice product, not only was it not getting results, and if you have a roster that's missing most of the key pieces that you would need for a team or most of the key pieces that are part of your team, that's understandable that you would underperform. But the way that they were underperforming was really, really, really difficult. And so... At the end of the day, they had no choice. We talked about this yesterday. You talked about it on on, on uh, Game Over with Andrew Berkshire yesterday as well, that at some point, the Bell Center is going to want to start filling seats. There has to be some excitement. We want losses because we want that first round pick, but there has to be some excitement. It can't be an abject disaster. It can't be something where halfway through the game, you've already allowed six goals. Like that is ridiculous. That is insane. How many times have the Habs done that this season? That like, there's so many games like that. And so when you have that and understanding that also the goaltending is not performing up to par, you can't have, you literally cannot have that. The Canadian, when's the last, can you remember the last time the Canadians won a game? It was against Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, I almost forgot. And I thought the last time they won a game was that shootout against Philadelphia, which is how <laughs> bad this has been. I'm like, they've gone two months without a win. And then I'm like, this season's been historically garbage. That sounds about right. And that's how bad it is. Eight wins. wins. Colorado almost doubled them in a month. (laughs) In one month, Colorado almost doubled the Canadians' wins. And yes, losing is fine when you're going for Shane Wright and picks and trading pieces off and retooling on the fly or rebuilding or restructuring 
or, you know, prenuptuing or whatever we're calling this that now, that's all great. But if there's no progress for this team and there's nothing to build on and you don't know who sucks, who's good, who's injured, who's tired, who has COVID, who sprouted a third arm in between periods because someone spilled something out on St. Catharines, it doesn't matter. And the coach just isn't getting results. It looks like the team, I don't want to say tuned him out, but there's no adjustments. There's no semblance of structure to this, that young guys who are playing well are playing eight minutes a night and Mike Hoffman's playing 16 minutes. There's no accountability. And it and that's the biggest thing here is that Dominique Ducharme, for all of his wrinkles, did get thrust into the middle of that pandemic season, taking over for Claude Julian, got the team into the playoffs, barely, mind you, barely, upset Toronto, swept the Jets, was out with COVID, and it was still came back, helped them finish off that series against Vegas, and they made their first cup final since 1993. I'm not going to take that away from him. When the situation was tough in the playoffs, he did it. Like, he helped get them there, and I know a good chunk of that is Carey Price and guys going on heaters and Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki doing things that they do. But you have, what, 23 wins and 60 losses as a head coach? It, it's not good enough. And for the Canadians, we no longer have Mark Bergevin as the general manager. Getting by is not acceptable to this fan base. They got to taste the summit there where the Stanley cup is a lot of this fan base hasn't had a chance to do that. It's unacceptable to come in and then just not have a plan and say, well, the other team was opportunistic. They scored seven goals. They're the New Jersey devils, not the avalanche, not the lightning, not the Panthers. The New Jersey devils scored seven goals on you. And your answer was they were opportunistic. And I think if you're Jeff Gordon and you're Kent Hughes, you look at that and you go, okay, we're done. This is, this is, we are past the Rubicon here. It, this has to end. And for the sake of the season with the trade deadline now firmly in their, uh, their windshield view here, you have to know who's going to be good, who's going to be bad, who wants to stay, who are you riding with here? And I do think when we talk about Martin St. Louis in the next segment, he's the guy for that and what that entails. But Dominique Ducharme just, he didn't have the answers and we all should have known something was up when Luke Richardson was the one talking to the media this morning and not Ducharme. Uh, I'm not going to dance on his grave of being fired. He did bring us to the cup final. There were some moments that, you know, our, that entire run was important, but at the end of the day, it's about winning. And if you're not winning games, you're not an NHL quality coach. And then you got to go, especially when you're the Habs and you spent all this money and you're not getting results. I completely agree with you. I also think that there's something to be said for adjustments and attempts. And Ducharme wasn't doing any of that. Even if it was crazy ideas, he wasn't trying them. Even if it was something completely out there, he was just trying the same thing over and over again and waiting and blaming it on the players. And I think we're going to talk about this in the next segment, obviously. I think that also had a large part with him being canned because how are you supposed to get an accurate read on what talent you have on your roster, what potential you have on your roster, what you have to build on if they're not performing up to their own base standards? 
you know, we're talking about players that are wildly underperforming, not just slumping this season. Wildly, the only person on this team who's slumping is Nick Suzuki because he's not as brilliant as he always is, even though he's still brilliant, right? Cole Caulfield, wildly underperforming. Jeff Petrie, fans are running him out of town. Like, that's how bad it is. And so when you take players like that, like Caden Primo is playing like a, like a sieve, like, you know, yes, he's not ready for the NHL, but he's not that unready for the NHL. Everybody's underperforming and everything is the same night in and night out. Every lineup decision is the same. Everything has you scratching your head, like your head. And when Ducharme was making changes, he was making the same types of changes. So no, we are not dancing on his grave. Yes, we understand that a lot of fans are happy about this change, but at the same time, we have to look at the season as an assessment season, not a turning things around season. And the man tasked with all of that is Hockey Hall of Famer, the original short king, Martin St. Louis. We're going to take a look at what he is, what he's tasked with and what we think he's here to do in his interim role. And that's all coming up next. But first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football finally approaches the Super Bowl this upcoming weekend. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute info on pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, the UFC, and along with real time updates of current games going on. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. And thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Canadians your first listen of the day every single day. Please check out the Olympic Hockey Daily brought to you by Lockdown NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all the action from Beijing. You can find it in the Lockdown NHL feed. It is free and available wherever you find your podcasts. Now to the big, bigger news, I guess, of the day is that not only did they fire Dominique Ducharme, they said they were going to name a, a coach later on, and many people thought, hey, maybe this is a more permanent hire. They've been talking with someone. I saw Jim Montgomery's name mentioned. Bob Hartley was mentioned. Um, Guy Boucher was mentioned. And then out of nowhere uh, was Martin St. Louis, who has no professional coaching experience, which not great. His one job in the NHL, besides being a player, was as a power play consultant for the Columbus Blue Jackets for half a season under John Tortorella. And then he is coaching an under-13 AAA Wee team. And that is where we are at. And my first thought is, well, they're bringing in a former player. And when they've had a former player behind the bench with Kirk Muller taking over for Claude Julian in the bubble, they played really well. When Luke Richardson was behind the bench, when Dominique Ducharme went out, they played really well. You've got Martin St. Louis, a guy that... Some of the players on this team have played against in their careers. I'm pretty sure Jeff Petrie has. I'm pretty sure Ben Sherratt has. I want to say Jake Allen has. Carey Price knows him very well from the Olympic teams. Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, from the 2014 playoffs. This is a guy who is very well respected by his peers who are now, you know, I don't want to say his uh, – understudies but his players they are he's coaching them now his charges (laughs) yes let's go with let's go with that I almost said employees and I'm like no that's not right they're Jeff Molson (laughs) employees technically but 
It's a very interesting hire. It's outside of the box. It is not a recycled coach. It is not a former coach. So all your Elaine Vigneault jokes, I saw all of you. Look at me here. I saw all of you. Why would you do that to Laura and myself? Why have we wronged you that way? Have you taken down their names, Scott? Oh, I have a list. Of, <laughs> it's it's somewhere, but it has a bunch of words that start with F that I can't put on the podcast or we're going to get an explicit rating. So Dan, Kelly, I love you both. You're fantastic people. Never do that again. It's interesting, but I'm here for it because there, Elliot Friedman on Sportsnet uh, tonight mentioned that Martin Singh Louis is here because Gordon and Hughes both trust him to see who is helping this team and who is hurting this team. Who should we be keeping and who can we pack their bags, drive them to, is it Trudeau Airport in Montreal? Send them there or send them to Billy Bishop. And no, Billy Bishop is Toronto, isn't it? I know my Canadian airports, folks. I'm very good at geography uh, and just ship them out of town. And if that's all he's here to do in a half season, they're not going to get worse. They're literally historically bad. They're the worst team in the NHL. I, I don't see a downside to it. And I think with Martin St. Louis, his entire career was built off of his insane work ethic and never settling for anything. He always wanted to win. And I think that's something this team needs instilled in that is that there are nights that you look at them and they're just defeated and they're tired and it doesn't look like that. Martin St. Louis isn't going to let them do that. And before I pass this over to Laura for a second, in my soccer fandom, they fired a well-respected guy who brought the um, from Aston Villa, brought them out of the championship, the second tier, back into the Premier League, helped them survive for a year, and then got them to their highest finish in quite some time. And then this season, it wasn't working. And they sacked him, and they brought in Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard, who some of these players have played against before. And the turnaround is remarkable in that you see the effort where it wasn't. And I can't help but think it's very similar to bringing in a Martin St. Louis and kind of trying to spur this team here. It's like, hey, if you're not going to play for a coach, play for a coach who is a player that you know what you're going to get here. And I'm here for it, honestly, across the board. I'm not saying he's going to make them into a playoff team. If he does next year, that'd be awesome. But I get what they were thinking with this. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things about both the Kent Hughes hiring and the Martin St. Louis hiring, uh, they're both ones where you're like, I'm not sure about this, but let's go on this ride. It seems cool. I, I'm here for it for a lot of reasons. At the beginning of the season, when they had first initially started losing games before we knew it was going to be this bad, we had so many episodes, Scott, where you and I brought up, there's no leadership in the room. They're missing Eric Stahl. They're missing Carey Price. They're missing Shea Weber. They're missing Corey Perry. They're missing those guys that motivated them during the playoffs. You know, they had those team meetings. And my secret, you know, opinion is that those guys probably drew up some plays too <laughs> that helped them win those games. You know, it can't, it, it, it can't be the same coaching staff year in and year out being this different, right? Uh, and so that's something that they wanted to replicate in the room. So where you've got a guy who is the the final say he's the interim head coach so he's he, he makes the decisions right so he overrides whatever Alex Burroughs wants or all of that kind of stuff but at the same time in the room he's like a captain right like that's the personality they're going for and like when you brought up Steven Jarrett I thought it was really really funny because um you know he kind of had the same role on the national team as well right when they were playing in 
whatever world cups and and in Sochi and everything, I think he was, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I mean, I was talking about Steven Gerrard. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. He is that, you know. He's g- that guy. Exactly. It's Right, so Martin Saint-Louis <laughs> is that guy. I mean, you know, the Canadian Olympic team likes to take all of that guy. Um, and thankfully, you know, in, in a regular year, there, there's plenty of that guy. Uh, but on this team, on this Montreal Canadiens team, there was a dearth of that guy. So I think that's one, that one aspect of it is having that leadership is you're kind of uh, killing two birds with one stone. You have that coach that you need, you have the coaching change that you need, and you have that player leadership voice in that room. Like this is a guy who's respected. The other thing too, is that I think that it kind of sends a message as well as to their philosophy He is a small, speedy, talented player who had a lot of career success. He never, you know, he never quit. He never gave up all of that. But he also, he had that talent and he proved that his size wasn't going to prevent him from having, like maximizing his ability, maximizing his career accomplishments. And I think that's, that. there's a lot of players on the Montreal Canadiens team that are going to be that in the future. We know there's Brendan Gallagher, right? But there's also Cole Caulfield. There's also Nick Suzuki. There are these guys who have that talent. They have that hockey smart smarts. They have that speed. They have that. But what's 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 the knock on them is that they're not large, right? And I feel like part of it is developing them for the future as well, continuing their development. It's like, you know, this is what worked for me, that kind of stuff. Having that voice helps those players. And I think... You know, it, it does seem a little bit simplistic. I do think, like, overall, it's what Elliot Friedman said, right? Like, it's Marty's job to assess who in the room is an issue and who isn't. And it kind of makes me a little bit suspicious and angry because if they think that there's such a major problem in the room, what, who did Dominique Ducharme throw under the bus before he left is my question. I, again, this is just something I'm pulling out of my mind. But why would they look at it that way, right? Like, why would they look at it as who is not worthy of being on this team? Who is call- who's holding them back? Why would they have that mentality? Somebody must have put it in their heads, right? And we've been saying this whole time, that lack of leadership, that lack of drive, that lack of cohesiveness, inspiration, whatever it is, has come from just the coach not knowing what to do. It's going to be really interesting to see if there's a player issue as well. Like, that, that's something that I think would be really eye-opening. But at the same time, I also think that the reason they named him interim coach isn't because they plan on having him as a head coach. I think they want him in the management group. I think they probably have their eye on somebody who they want to be their long-term coach because them just throwing the dice on this guy who has no, at least, you know, Dominique Ducharme had experience on the world stage and the juniors at all levels of hockey, except the NHL. Like with Martin St. Louis, it's literally out of nowhere, like a peewee team, right? (laughs) Um, and so I do think that it is definitely a stepping stone to a different position that they want him to take in the Canadians organization, but he's going to be for want of a better word, uh, like a snitch. You, what did you call it, Scott? A narc? A narc. And the thing about it is, is that we'll talk a little bit about maybe what we think his role beyond the season is in our next segment. But the one final point I want to make on Martin St. Louis hire is nobody on this team is skipping leg day for the rest of the season. <laughs> Cole Caulfield's going to be walking around with quads like this, and he's just going to like falcon kick someone in the leg, and they're going to like burst into a million pieces. And I'm kind of here for that. Uh, obviously, there's still more to come. We don't know what else is the Canadians are doing. There's rumblings, there's rumors, 
where there's smoke, there's fire with the Montreal Canadiens, at least nowadays anyways. We're going to talk about what's next coming up in our next segment. But today's episode, folks, is also brought to you by the folks at Rock Auto. It is tough to own a car nowadays, especially in the winter. Things break down. You need this. You need that. You need new brakes. You need fluid. You need new carpets for your car because all the other things covered in salt. Well, let me tell you, you can save time and money at rockauto.com. Why spend 30, 50, 100% more at chain auto stores when you can do all the shopping at home on your phone or on your computer? And Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are always reliably low for any single customer. And they have absolutely everything you need from getting basic motor oil to tail lamps, brake parts, anything that you need for your car. Go, it's more of an easy to use website and find the solution to all your auto part needs. And when you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when they ask, how did you hear about us? Right, locked on in that box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So Martin St. Louis is in, Dominique Ducharme is out. The Canadians are in a very weird spot, and Laura mentioned it a little bit in our previous segment here, and my first thought out of all of this is Martin St. Louis is here to get them to the end of the season as kind of a caretaker, coach, manager, whatever, and then I would not be shocked to see someone like him enter a role for player development and to be in that front office as someone with experience and I think that might be the ideal role for him, unless he comes out and he's the second coming of Scotty Bowman somehow, which, sick, that'd be awesome. I'm not counting on that. But I do wonder what's beyond the season, because like we said earlier, if he doesn't work out as a coach, it's not the end of the world. The team can't get much worse. And if they keep getting worse, well, they're getting Shane Wright anyways. So I do wonder if his future, even if it's just through the end of the season, lies in the front office where right now I believe it's just Rob Ramage and Francis Bouillon who work as in player development. I'm not sure if there's other hires. I haven't fully looked over the website today. Uh, I needed a nap after all the news, to be quite honest with all of you. Uh, I do think that that might be the future home for him because he's a guy who had Martin St. Louis, that is, who had to work and claw his way into the NHL and to stay there. And like we talked about uh, beforehand is that he didn't quit on anything. And I think he's the kind of guy that when you have young prospects who might be struggling or trying to find their footing or not knowing what to do, you have Martin St. Louis, who is a hockey hall of famer. He I be- was undrafted, came into the NHL, and then was just a superstar for the better part of a decade it's hard to find a better person than that to have in your player development role, at least right now anyways. And Laura, I don't know if I'm off base on that, but, and I'm not trying to say he's going to be a terrible coach, but I do think his future strength is as a player development personality for the Canadians. I think so. And I think that he would be really great in that role. I think that's definitely something that from day one, both Gorton and, um, and Kent Hughes have emphasized that's definitely something that they want. That's something that they've been asked about. That's something that clearly is a part of their mandate. And so trying to choose the right guy or guys or women or whoever, trying to choose the right people for those roles is hard. It's not, you know, it's it's not like it's not always the same 
as on paper, right? It never usually, it never works out. I'm so sorry. I have not had a, a minute of sleep in like two nights. So <laughs> this is why I'm rambling and my thoughts are not coherent right now. So please don't yell at me in the comments. But, um, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't always work out in practice the way it does on paper. So I think this is a perfect experiment. It's not just an exp it's, it's not just a stopgap measure till the end of the season. It is literally a an, a an audition, an interview, an extended interview. And a lot of people are like, oh, this is an interview for for the next head coaching job. No, it's not. It doesn't have to be. It's a role where, you know, the Canadians want to be a good organization. They want to be a contender, a perennial threat for years and years, not just a one-off like that. They said that multiple times. And that's something that the fans want. The fans are willing to embrace a rebuild if it's, you know, if we're seeing more than one playoff appearance in five, six years. I 100% agree with that. And so I do think that it's a top down thing or bottom up or whatever you want to, you know, it starts from the grass from, from the, yeah, it's a grassroots level. You start from the bottom and you develop and you mold and you groom and you support and you encourage and you, and you inspire all the way through. And you also provide players with tools, right? It's not just about um, like a positive journey. Sometimes there's going to be setbacks. Sometimes there's going to be uh I don't want to say the word transgression because it's really not what I mean. It gives it, it gives the idea of something that we don't want on this team anymore. But, you know, you're going to make mistakes in your development. You're going to make mistakes in your play. You're going to make bad decisions uh, when when you are developing. And sometimes even as a player, you know, you might take the wrong medical advice or something like that. So having like this holistic approach to supporting a player through their throughout their entire Canadian's career, no matter when they start and when they arrive, it, it involves adding a lot of people to the mix. And I feel like by doing this, they're kind of, it looks like a stopgap, like temporary measure, but what they're actually doing is they're hitting the ground running because come next season when they've, when they're armed with Shane Wright and whoever else, or, you know, we, we're going to jinx it at, at some point. We keep saying the words Shane Wright, but you know what I mean, right? You've got your top five overall pick and You've got all these people that, you know, you, all these prospects that you picked up either through picks at the deadline or or trading players. You've got young players that you're trying to, like, you know, build into your team. You you already have somebody that is going to be a significant part of that, if not managing that. And I'm going to leave with two quotes that come from, I believe, an article in The Athletic and they both come from John Tortorella, who obviously was Martin St. Louis coach in Tampa Bay and worked with him in Columbus. He always had his eye on the ball of what he wanted to do, Tortorella said. He wanted to coach. He was preparing himself. He was watching trends of the league. And right now, it's such a young league. There's going to be teaching done. As inexperienced as he is, there will be questions. But I think he's readied himself for the position. And apparently, when Torts called out the team back in 2004, San Louis walked into his room and was like, you want to win? Play me more. And he went on to win the Hart Trophy that year. Confidence is a good thing. If you go in and you are coming in with a losing mindset, uh, you're already losing on the ice and off the ice. I don't think Martin St. Louis is going to bring that. He's a prideful guy. He wants to win. He wants to do what he needs to do to get Ws. Even if they're not winning a ton this year, we're hopefully going to see those steps forward. And I'm excited to see what his first game behind the bench looks like. Uh, unfortunately, it is against the Washington Capitals. So maybe he'll be the first coach in history to cover Alex Ovechkin on the power play. 
Uh, we will find that out. We will be back with our episode Thursday night for Friday, which is the mailbag episode. So send us your mailbag questions. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians, Lockdown Canadians on YouTube, where you are potentially watching this podcast right now. You can follow my co-host, Laura, at The Active Stick, and you can follow me at Scott Matla on Twitter. And when you are done making us your first listen of the day, please check out Locked on Bets, where your boy Q and Lee Sterling have all your betting needs so you can win big. Check them out. They're great. We will see you all next time.